Jesus. Jesus. Let's just give Him praise. Praise you, Lord. You're a great God. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing, Lord. Thank you that you don't leave us to ourselves, oh God. But it's that all men come, that all men, that all men may partake of you, Lord God. That all men may come that all men may be set free, that all men may go forth in power and in might, and that you are the hope and glory for all of us, the hope of glory for all of us, Lord. All of us. Nobody left behind. No one left behind. No one left behind. No one left behind. For all, 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 all. If you're here today, it's for you. If you're here today, This is for you. He is here for you today. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Gwen, can you come up? We're going to have a testimony. This is Gwen. She's going to share testimony. I didn't make it on last Sunday because I was really hurting so bad. And I was going to give my testimony last Sunday, but I don't think the devil wanted me to. But I'm back here this Sunday, too. Um, When I came here, I was really sick with a lot of medical problems, and kind of still am. But I, um, some of the ladies have really prayed for me, and I went on a mountain, and I seen... I was taken, I am so afraid of height, but when I was there, I just spread out my arms and the bird swooped me up and I looked down and I kind of like laughed to myself. And I was thinking to myself, as the ladies were standing around me, I was thinking, I was just like, never have I experienced that. And if you know what black church is like. <laughs> We didn't go that far. (laughs) But um, since then, (laughs) and I come back to get all that you have. I told Ann, I said, Ann, I said, I want to do all the stuff that you do. But uh, since I've been coming here, I knew that I had kidney disease. And because I've been taking like blood pressure pills for over 20 years. And so they wanted to look at my kidneys to see how messed up they were. And my side was hurting so bad, we thought it was appendicitis. Then we thought it was some other stuff. But I went to the doctor, and there's nothing wrong with my kidneys. Even <laughs> the picture doesn't show anything. Even though I still have the name of having kidney disease, the picture looks perfect. So, the picture looks perfect. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Stay right here. Stay right here. Amen, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. 
Lord, I just ask you that you would take Gwen deeper, Lord God. Deeper into more of you, Lord. And that you would release healing. Healing. Complete healing to her whole body, Lord God. That she would rise up and glorify your name for the healings that you are going to release to her. Lord, I just ask for you to take her further on those wings. Take her further with you, Lord God. Take her deeper into your heart, Lord God. That she would be stirred up. Stirred up. Stirred up to go forth, to go forth. Everything you have for her, Lord, let it be released. Everything. In Jesus' name. Jesus' holy name. Amen. And this is a good one, too. We got some good testimonies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, Lord. Here's Jackie. Okay. I asked Jackie to share this because she wasn't in the first meeting, and this is just confirmation. You know, when the Lord speaks... He confirms it through the mouth of two or more witnesses. And where's, uh, is uh, Ann in here? Where's Ann? Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> While we were worshiping, the Lord just showed me that we were all in this river, and we've been in the river, and it's been awesome, but we've been down there holding our breath. And it's, he showed me us coming up and just gasping for a whole fresh, new, deep breath. And he said... He showed me it's time to come up from the river and take another very deep breath. We're moving into a new phase and it's approaching quickly. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I wanted her to share that because uh, just recently, actually day before yesterday, I had another like inv- uh, visitation from God. And uh, the first time the Lord came to me like this, it was he showed me this pillar of holiness that hit the earth and light covered the earth and it was for the church it was to get our hearts ready for something that he wanted to do in the earth and that he was building his house and you know for me i have i'm going to tell y'all right now i have jumped off the ship of who i used to be i am totally abandoned who i used to be and i'm coming into who i am in christ i'm moving into who i am in christ I'm not going to hold back any longer. I'm going for it. I'm going for the kingdom of God. And I just felt like these are the days that I've been living for all of my life. All of my life. That I could further, that I could just be one little speck to further the kingdom of God in the earth. And so the Lord, you know, I've just been crying out, Lord, what's the next thing? What's next? What's coming, Lord? And, and I had this dream, and I woke up, and I was in this... I didn't wake up. I was in, in the dream. I was in this strategy meeting. 
And believe me, it was nothing like AT&T. This was God. This was God's strategies. And I heard this song coming from the earth. And I wanted Sarah to, to here's the song. Salvation spring up from the ground. Lord, rend the heavens and come down. Seek the lost and heal the lame. Jesus, bring glory to your name. Let all the prodigals run home. All of creation waits and groans. Lord, we've heard of your great fame. Father, cause all to shout your name. Stir up our hearts, oh God. Open our spirits to all who you are. Put a cry in us so deep inside that we cannot find the words we need. We just weep and cry out to you. Yeah. 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 Woo! We cry out to you, Lord. And that was just coming up. That, that song was coming up from the earth. And it was a song that God put in our hearts. Even He did that. We didn't do it. We weren't crying out for it. It was the very Word of God coming up within us. It was the Holy Spirit coming up within us, bringing forth something that He wants to do in the earth. So anyways, okay. I'm not good at this, but anyways, this is what the Lord said. He said, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have. Stay the course. Now's the time for men and women of God to gird themselves up with the Word of God. Fill up with the Word of God in your mouth to guard against that day so when He comes, we'll be ready. Now's the time to give up the things that you could never keep to gain what you could never lose. He's pouring out. He's pouring out. He's pouring out. Now's the time to take it up because what's coming is we ain't seen nothing yet. We ain't seen nothing yet. We ain't seen nothing yet. Oh! Woo, my legs are trembling. Woo! Take the strategies that I'm giving and run with them. I'm, I'm sending down faith right now. So take it. He's downloading faith right now. So take it. Take it. Take it. All around the room. Take that faith. It's the faith that's going to bring you in. Just release it right now. Hold on. Lord, I just ask you to release faith right now. Release it right now. Download from heaven. Lord, we're reaching up for your faith. Not our faith, but your faith, Lord God. And that we would be able to call things that are not as though they were. As though they were. That's it. That's it. So that's what it said. You must believe the unseen things as though they were. We're moving towards, guess what we're moving towards? You ready? Are you ready? We're moving towards His glory! It's His glory! His glory! His glory! Woo! You have to get low if you want to go. You have to get low. We have to ask Him to show us those things that would keep us from that, that would hold us back. And we need to lay them at the altar because I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't going to stand in there. It's going to be burned up. It's going to be burned up because no flesh can stand in the glory of God. So give it up right now. Whatever you've got that's keeping you back, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. The glory of God. No flesh can stand in His presence. If you want to go, you have to get low. Amen. 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 Go ahead. Oh, during worship, oh, huh, um, I don't know if y'all smelled the smoke. <laughs>
Oh. It was a match. When I heard in the first service, I heard the Lord say, or I heard somebody say, Lord, light the fire. That's what the Lord, ooh, that was the Lord striking his match to light the fire. To light the fire. reading Ruth Ward Heflin's book last night, Revival Glory, while I was on the floor over there. She says this thing, that she had this vision of a map of America and the fire, the fire just spreading, just like all over. It was hitting every town, every town. Ooh. Ooh. The Lord's, the Lord's going to do that. Oh, he's lighting the fire. And people who come to this church and get the fire, ooh, they're going to take it. He's going to send it with them. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, she got and I just wanted to share one other thing that was really important is that behind this glory, salvation was springing up. Salvation was springing up from the ground. It was, people were coming in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. He was giving them up, and salvation was coming up behind it. That's what it's for. That's what it's for. He's bringing in his, he's bringing in his, his harvest. The, the glory's coming in to bring in his harvest. Amen. So if you want to be a part of what the Lord's doing, I just encourage you right now to stand up. We're just going to respond to the Lord. We're going to say, yes, Lord, to all you have, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Bring your fire. Bring your fire. Release your fire in each one of us, Lord. Burn up all that would hinder us. All that would hinder us. Burn it up. Burn it up. Burn it up. Burn it up. Let your fire fall. Let your winds blow. Let your winds blow. And let the glory, the glory, the glory come down. Oh. In Jesus' name, let it be so. Amen. Right now, I feel like the Lord's releasing a spirit of evangelism on us right now. Lord, release that evangelism right now. The fire of evangelism. The fire of evangelism. The fire of evangelism. Fire burn. Rhythms of heaven's heart for the world. Rhythm of heaven's heart for the world. Fire of evangelism. Blow. 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 The secrets of God's heart. Blow. Wind of heaven. Blow. 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 Ho. That, that, that disconnection between the church and the world, it's being closed off right now. It's being closed off right now. That breach between the world and the church is being broken. It's being closed off right now. Oh, that chasm is being, it's being closed. It's being closed. It's being closed. Evangelism, fire fall on us. Fall. 
my friend Marianne Hardiman. She's good. Hey, a couple of weeks ago, my husband and I were talking to Byron and he told us, go ahead, sit down. He started telling us what was going on up here. And we've been on the road for months, just going to church to church to church to church. And we've been hungry to see what the Lord has been doing. And so when Byron started telling us what was breaking out up here, we thought, man, we're going to come up here. And so it's been stirring in our hearts. And um, how many students from CSCL are here? Raise your hands from Comenius. Well, I'm going to tell about what broke out. I, we have chapel every Tuesday, and our speaker got done early, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So I got up and I started to share what was going on up here, about how the Lord's been showing up, and people have been healed, and salvations have been happening, and your kids have been crying out to the Lord as they've had open visions of Jesus walking amongst them. And it touched our kids. Some of them weren't paying attention. And so the next morning, we have morning chapel every morning. And our upper school dean, you remember girls? She started chewing out the kids for not paying attention. And all of a sudden, repentance broke out. And our kids started crying out. And there were visions that were happening. And our kids started worshiping the Lord because God broke out something in their spirits because of what was told to them about what was going on up here and it all of a sudden started a thirst and a desire for more of God and so that morning we had morning chapel and it's usually only supposed to last 15 minutes well let me tell you it went until 1 o'clock in the afternoon and our kids there was a drum beat going a cadence going and our kids ended up walking down Main Street our school is now over at the Heritage Um, building and our kids took the drums and they walked down Main Street USA that's what we call it and we felt it was a prophetic act that our kids were taking the glory of God and let me tell you there were visions of lightning bolts coming like this all down up and down Main Street as our kids were crying out more God Jesus little kids were writing signs saying Jesus rocks Jesus reigns and there was something that broke out there and I just want to say it was because of what was happening up here and so when Donna says they're coming from the north and the south and the east and the west it's already happening folks the testimony is Jesus of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy and it's going forth it's going forth like no like it hasn't been in a long time it's time folks it's time and that, and that gap between the church and the world is closing off. And we prophetically declare it. And we proclaim it. And we say it is. It is. It is. It is. Because Jesus reigns. And his heart is for the lost. And he's going to move upon us. And all of a sudden he's going to give us the words in our mouth. And we're going to speak it up. And we're going to see salvations roll on in. Roll on in. We've told you this place is too small. We told you you're going to have to break it open. 
You're going to have to go out back. You're going to have to go out the sides. You, it's not big enough for what God's going to do. And he's doing big, 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 He's doing big, 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 big stuff. I cannot see, nor can ear hear, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God is going to do for his saints. He's big, big, big. He's big, big, big. He's big, 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 big. He's more than we can imagine. He's more than we can see. He's more than we can speak. He's big. He's big. Okay, don't go anywhere, Marianne. Just, Marianne, just stay up here for a second. Uh, Janet, come on up here. Marlon, come up here. I just want to follow this prophetic bunny trail here for just a minute. And any uh, high school students that would like the fullness of God to come into you right now, we're just going to ask God. Okay, Janet is the principal of Mooresville Christian Academy. Our school, Marlon's our youth pastor. That's why he's up here. And any high school students that want to come up right now, you're welcome. Teachers, any teachers, come up here. And uh, we're just, Mary, I just want you to release... An impartation. My students want to come on up. Come on up. If you don't, that's yeah. okay. But if you'd like to, come on up. Yeah, just an impartation of this fire. It's gone from here to there to... We just want it to spread. Yeah. Amen. So just, just pray, pray that impartation, Mary. God, you're big. You're bigger than we can imagine. And I pray for the fire of God to come like never before. Lord, we ask now for your power, your presence to come. Lord, change us forever. Ruin us for you, Lord. Ruin us. God, we now, we ask now not that it would not stop with just the faculty or teachers, but it would go to the students. God, that our students would burn with the desire in you. Lord, God, that our hearts would be forever changed. Oh, God, let it come. Let it come, let it come, let it come, let it come, let it come. Forever change, Lord God. I ask for the anointing to come, Lord, that our kids we go forth as warriors, that our kids we go forth as ambassadors, Lord God. So we release it now in the name of Jesus. We release it now in the name of Jesus. And we speak destiny and purpose and calling and anointing and fire and fire and fire and fire and fire and fire and fire. And give us more, Lord. Give us more, Lord. Give us more, Lord. Give us more, Lord. We just want more of you, Lord. Less of us and more of you, God. We speak now for the fire of God to come. For the fire of God to come fire of God to come. Touch us. Give us open visions, Lord. Let our eyes see. Let our ears hear. We ask now for the presence of God to just move us entirely, Lord God. We ask now that our lives would never be the same. God, come, 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 burn, 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 burn. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Whatever you desire, Yeah, Lord. It's great when the Lord wants to touch high school students, isn't it? Because they really need the Lord to help them. Yeah, high school principals, teachers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get them, Lord. <laughs> Actually, it's great when the Lord touches anybody of any age. Because the Lord cares about every person. He cares about every human being on this planet. And So today I want to talk to you about... It's not good. Muffled. Is that better? Today I want to talk to you about uh, <clears throat> God's plan of salvation. That's, that's really what I felt the Lord to share. You know, next Sunday's Easter, and I feel, feel the Lord really wants us to make a big deal out of Easter because it's, it's important. Easter's a, yeah, it is a big deal. And Oh, yeah, go ahead. My bad, kids. <laughs> we value the kids being in here so much, I forgot to release you guys. Yeah. Seven to 12-year-olds, you guys are together today in the back room down the hallway on the left, the last classroom down there. So kids can be released to go to your classes. Go Sorry to the classes, kids. <clears throat> Anyways, that's why we're doing communion. We did communion last week. We're doing it this week. We're doing it next week. We don't normally do that, but... It's just so important because God really wants us to enjoy communion with Him. God wants to bring unity in the body of Christ. He wants to, to break the division that we have with Him and the divisions that we have with each other. And as what we were hearing this morning, the Lord really wants to close that gap between us and the world. So this is really important that we really allow the Lord to heal our hearts. And so when we take communion this morning, I want you to really ask the Lord to search your heart. And if there's anything in your heart that shouldn't be there, ask Him to remove it. And especially if there's any kind of uh, the conflict or division that you're having with other people. And, and ask the Lord to take it out because the Lord really doesn't, he doesn't like that. But I'm going to read to you out of John 14, and I'm going to use the Message Bible because the... Uh, the Message Bible really hits, captures John 14 really well, probably better than any other translation. And I really have feel like the John 14 really is the heart. It's the heart of the Father. It's really I've been reading this in this chapter in the Bible for months now. And I really can't get out of it. So I really just wanted just to share a little bit with you that I believe really if, if we can capture God's plan of salvation and see that God really wants us to involve, we're part of that plan. God wants to use us. God has a calling on us. So it says, don't let this throw you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. There is plenty of room for you in my Father's home. Everybody say this. There's plenty of room for me in my Father's home. And we really, the Lord really wants you to get that. If you can get that one revelation that God has a place for you, a home for you. There's, there's room for you, and He welcomes you into His home and wants you to, to be there and enjoy being there. Uh, if that weren't so, would I have told you that I'm on my way to get a room ready for you? That's what Jesus said. That's what, he, what He's done for us. He's made a room for us. He's made a place for us in the Father's home. And if I'm on my way to get your room ready, I'll come back and get you so you can live where I live. Everybody say, live where Jesus lives. 
All right, let me just tell you this because it's just funny when you say it to people. Is in the New Testament, it does not say anywhere in the New Testament that when we die, we're going to heaven. It doesn't say that in the New Testament. Okay? I'm looking around to see who's looking at me like, what kind of lies are you telling? But it really doesn't. I can't find it in there. But it does say this. It says that we might be where Jesus is. It says that we might be where Jesus is. And really what it is, is Jesus is what makes heaven heaven. Heaven would not be the same without Jesus. And so our whole Christian life really is about the Lord Jesus. That's really what it's all about. And heaven is all about Him. And that's really how God really wants us to begin to see he- uh, heaven. That's why when it says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are really praying the presence of Christ into situations. That's what we're really praying in the situation is His presence, who He is. So you'll find if you really get into this river that we've been talking about, as you get in that river, guess who God, guess who the Holy Spirit really lifts up? He lifts up Jesus. Jesus becomes more important. He becomes more of a focus in your life. And that's why I feel we really need to celebrate Easter. That's really my heart is because of the Lord Jesus, our Lord. Everybody say, our Lord. The Bible says, our Father. Our Father which art in heaven, our Lord. You see, that speaks of unity. That speaks of a group, of a communion of people. And that's really what the heart of the Lord is. So uh, God has a plan of salvation, okay? And the plan is to bring every person, every person whosoever will, into the Father's house. That's His plan. Now, I want to give you a definition, a biblical definition of, of salvation, Many of you may know this definition, but many of you may not. See, a lot of the Christianity has got about a third of salvation operating in it. Uh, in the Bible, approximately 110 times the word salvation is the Greek word sozo. S-O-Z-O. Okay, let me read a definition of sozo. It's a Greek verb or action word meaning to be saved or rescued out from under Satan's power and restored into the wholeness of God's order and well-being. Let me say that one more time. Yes, really good. It means to be saved or rescued out from under Satan's power and restored into the wholeness of God's order and well-being. That's sozo. It is used to mean saved in the sense of being saved from eternal punishment for sin. That's that's one-third of salvation. Let's put uh, Romans 10, 9. Let's just read that. This is, it says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be sozoed. That's what that word said there. So you will be sozoed if you confess that. So that's one of the meanings of salvation. Or right, another meaning of salvation, that's, that's a third of salvation. Okay? It also means to be healed of disease. By his stripes we are healed. Uh, Matthew 9, 22 uh, but Jesus turned around, this is speaking of the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter, your faith has made you sozo. The word well there means sozo. Your faith has made you salvation. And the woman was made sozo from that hour. It's awesome. So you see, that's the second third of salvation. You could really break it down. I'm speaking to you in natural terms so you can get a picture. So you have... Salvation, you have being saved from your, your sins, saved from eternal punishment for your sins. Salvation is also healing. 
Now, we're talking about now. We're not talking about just, just after we pass from this life. We're talking about today. We're talking about today. She testified God healed her kidneys. That's, that's salvation. Now, in fact, okay, and also the third one, it means to, to be delivered from demonic oppression. To be delivered from demonic, that's the third leg, that's the three parts of salvation. is safe from our sins, safe from being punished for our sins, healing and deliverance, demonic deliverance. Let's put that scripture up, uh, Brian. And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work that were delivered, and the Lord will sozo me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. He will sozo me. In other words, a, a person who's in the world can be full of demons. Demons can be in this person, dwelling in them, living in them. God can deliver them, bring, get those demons out. We've, we've heard demons. We've heard them scream out in people. Um, also, Christians. Christians can have demonic oppression in their life. They can have demonic strongholds in their mind. I don't believe a, a, a devil can possess a Christian, but you can have demonic activity in the realm of your soul through wounds and hurts of life and things, demons are like flies. Cut your arm, go out and hang around outside something, and flies and gnats and everything in the world come to those open sores. And that's the way it is in the spiritual realm. Demons can come and attach themselves. It's like Velcro. That's the way I describe demons that are on Christians, like Velcro. And, you know, that can be, we can have that broken off in our life. We can have wrong belief patterns that Satan has put in us uh, over the years of our life that does not line up with the Word of God. And see, that's really one thing I see the Holy Spirit doing is we are full of wrong doctrine and we don't even know it. We've been taught things that's not true, that doesn't line up with the Word of God. And what the Holy Spirit comes, He comes and He goes after that because He doesn't appreciate wrong doctrine. He wants us to think like He thinks. He wants us to think what's, like what's in the Bible. And many times what we had to do is we had to look at the Bible and see what the Bible says and see what we say. And if there's a difference, guess who is wrong? Well, the Lord's doing that. So that's so though. God has a plan of salvation. And, he, and, and wherever you are in that plan this morning, wherever you are in that plan this morning, you could not even know the Lord. He wants to save you from your sins because there is an eternal punishment for sin. If you die without submitting yourself and giving your life to Christ and asking for forgiveness, you will spend eternity in hell. And hell is not a place you want to spend a second in. But that will happen to people. People will go to hell. They really will. There's a literal hell that we will liter people will literally be in for eternity. But there's also a literal heaven that can begin today in your life. You can begin right this moment experiencing heaven. Not experiencing church, not experiencing what we call Christianity, because what we call Christianity is not what the Bible calls Christianity. And God is trying to change us to get us to see this is what Christianity really is. This is the way I say Christianity is. Amen? So let me just read a couple more scriptures. John 14, 11 through 12. This is also in the message, back to John 14. Believe me, I am in my Father, and my Father is in me. If you can't believe that, believe what you see, these works. Okay, so I want to talk to you about the works, okay? The works that Jesus did. The person who trusts me, okay, Christians, do you trust the Lord this morning? Now he's talking to Christians right now, the, person, the people who've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things. 
Now, that's our calling. God has called us to do His works. He's called us to do the works that Jesus did when Jesus was on this earth. And it's the work of salvation. It's healing. It's miracles. It's deliverance. That's what Jesus is preaching the gospel to the poor. So we've been called to do that. That's the work that we are meant to do. What God has saying, this is what you're supposed to do with your life. Um, and he goes on. He says, you're going to do even greater things because I am on my way to the Father and am giving you the same work to do. Now, this is what the Bible says. God has given us the same work. So if you say, I can't pray for the sick and see a sick person healed, your doctrine is wrong. Your theology is wrong because it's clearly stated in the Bible that Jesus wants us to do what He did. It's clearly stated. And we, what we had to do is we had to repent, change our mind from these wrong belief systems and attach ourselves to what the Scripture says. I'm giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it. You can count on God's called us to this great plan of salvation to bring people into the Father's house, to fill those empty rooms that are there right now. There's many empty rooms in heaven. And I'll tell you the truth. It's sad to say this. I believe when we get to heaven, when the world comes to an end, there'll be rooms that never got filled. And they were meant to be filled because God wishes all men, desires all men to, to come and live with Him because He created us to live with Him, to be part of His family. So um, there's this um, thing, a desire of Christ to help more people. Okay? This is what's happening. I've had this desire in me. Okay? And I I've even, I was even taught to beg and pray for me. I have this desire to be able to help more people. I want to help more people. Okay? I want to help more people. And God, and that is behind, that's the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the helper. So when we begin to allow the Lord to have His way, when He begins to wash over us, it's the Holy Spirit, it's the helper. And He's going, sooner or later in your life, he's going to be, you're going to begin to get some, something in you where you want to help somebody. You want to help more people. Here's, let me read this to you. This was really great. Um, because it's challenging that is a challenging feeling to me. How am I going to help more people, Lord? What am I supposed to do to help more people? I want to help people, Lord. I feel stretched by it. I feel challenged by it. But this is something I wrote in my... Here's my personal diary. If you want to you know, hear what Byron Wicker thinks, if you care, when I'm seeking the Lord and thinking. I, this is what I wrote. I am praying and thinking about how to help more people. I'm praying and thinking about how to help more people. I feel the Lord urging me to help more people. Now, this, that's what I feel. I, I didn't write this to share this with everybody, but I just wrote it because it I knew it was important. I feel the Lord urging me to help more people. I feel the urgency in me. I'm urging, like, you've got to do this, Byron. You've got to help more people. I want you to do this. Uh, this uh, past Friday night, I had a teenage kid who does not know me. This was at the SOS in Cornelius. Uh, pray for me. He's a big old you know, big lug of a clumsy-looking boy, you know, that you saw him on the streets, you'd never think he knew, you know, that there was a God, you know. And uh, I, think he got, I think he's a student at North Mecklenburg. His name's Isaac. So he came up and said, Sir, can I pray for you? I said, yeah, you can pray for him. He said, what's your name? I said, my name's Byron. He doesn't know me. I said, what's your name? He said, my name's Isaac. Isaac prayed for me, and he went down my prayer list. Boom, boom. But everything I had been praying... He prayed, okay, over me. And I'm thinking, wow. And the one thing he prayed, this is one of the things he said. Uh, 
he said, uh, Lord, uh, help Byron to help more people. That's what he said, help Byron. I, I thought, man, this is awesome. Uh, one of the other things I thought was, was cool that really blessed me, but this is really what just stung me when he said that, is he, you know, he was praying all the time, Lord, help Byron at work. Well, I know he works with the Bible, God. That's what he said. Help him to help people working with the Bible. I thought that was pretty good. Because he didn't know I was a pastor. He didn't even know me. I just, he works with the Bible. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? Uh, but I know this. The Holy Spirit, this is why I wrote, the Holy Spirit is a helper. He's behind this. He's behind this urging, I feel. He's behind it. He's the one who's saying, he's the one who's saying, Byron, I want to help more people. I want. It's, it's not me. It's not Byron Wicker. It's God, the Christ's anointed one in me. It's His Spirit in me saying, I want to help more people. Uh, Byron, I want to help more people. And I keep getting these pictures of these starving children. That's what I keep seeing is these children that, were, that are starving. I mean, literally starving to death. And there's something in me that's saying, I'm supposed to help children that are starving to death. And I'm thinking, how am I going to do that, Lord? There's no kids around me starving to death. So I'm asking the Lord. See, for you, it could be something completely different. For you, it may be your next-door neighbor that's in severe depression. It could be your classmate that's contemplating suicide. You see what I'm saying? You see, the Holy Spirit has a very deep concern for people. And aren't we glad because we're people? <laughs> he has a very deep concern for us. So God has called us to be a part of His plan of salvation for the earth. To save, to heal, to deliver people. That's what He's called us to do. That's the work that Jesus did. He's ex he has an expectancy for us to do it. And what we see, the Holy Spirit puts this urgency in you. He begins to urge you. You get in the river of God. You allow the river of God to touch you. As crazy as it may look and seem, and people think it's crazy, it's not just about craziness. It's about allowing the Holy Spirit to urge you. Now, I will tell you this. That word that Donna shared and that word that Jackie shared, that we're coming, you know, we've been down in the river now, and we're coming up <gasps> for a breath of the fresh air. Got to get some air, you know, because we've been in the water, and we're coming into a new thing. Well, this is, I'm going to tell you, what, this is what the Lord was telling me uh, Wednesday night, okay? I mean, I was down here on the floor really enjoying the Lord, okay? I just want to tell you how the Lord is, uh, the Holy Spirit is. I was really enjoying His presence. Well, His presence, I felt His presence actually come in like a wind. Like what you says, air. He came in like a wind and he said to me, Byron, I'm in here. You need to get up and tell people I'm in here. And I said, well, why do I need to tell people if you're in here? Don't they know it? <laughs> you know? But that's how the Holy Spirit works. And, and, and so I really didn't give up. I told Aaron, Aaron, go tell Mama. <laughs> she was up there doing, saying, go tell Mama to tell people. I was relaying information. That but then as I did that, the Lord began to speak to me about other things. And I just kept laying, oh, I'm just enjoying the Lord. I'm under the presence of God. I really enjoy what God's doing right now. I'm so blessed, Lord, what you're doing. And you know what he said to me? He said, Byron, this is going to have to be... Listen, I am the only one who has the 100% right to be free-flowing. You don't have a right to be free-flowing. 
Your job is not just to spend your life receiving and being blessed and blessed. When I say get up and do something, get up and do what I tell you to do. Don't have a mindset of always, well, the Lord's moving. I can just flop around here. I, I can just lay around here. I can just do and act crazy. And fly. I mean, I'm, like, I'm into flopping around. Trust me. I love to flop it around. I want to flop to the bar. You know? I can be happy the Lord just touched me and I can just lay here and not move for hours. And he'll do stuff like that. But there's going to come a point in all of our lives when he's going to say, you've got some things to do. Get up from there and do them. Now, I'm not disregarding being down. Get down. But there'll come a time in your life when he'll say, you've got to go. And he's telling me, Byron, you need to get more organized. Which to me is like, you're cussing. <laughs> I don't want to be organized, Lord. I like to just come in. Whatever happens, happens. Just let the Lord move and we'll just have a great old time and we'll just be laid around. And But the Lord's saying there's people out there that they walk in and, and they need help. They need somebody to take them by the hand and walk them through what I'm doing. That's what you're supposed to do, son. Get up! You see what I'm saying to you? There's a time to receive and there's a time to give. And so what we've been experiencing is the Lord pumping and pumping into us. But I'll tell you this, there's going to be a time if the Lord says He's going to bring revival to America, which I believe He is. In fact, that's what we're all about, seeing this nation turned around for God. In fact, we've said this. I'll say it one more time. It's what God's doing is repairing the altar of our hearts and repairing the altar of this church to bring the real fire here that He wants to bring in many places across this country to save our nation. And, 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 the, and the nations. And God wants to use us because God's not through with our country. I think I've said this all before. I'll say it one more time. Our nation has a calling to preach the gospel to the world. Our nation has that calling. It has a calling to finance the gospel. Okay? But if we don't have a revival in our nation, we will stop because our nation's going to fall apart. Our nation is going to come unglued. So we're not talking about just having a jolly good time in church, getting all blessed and tore up and intoxicated by the Spirit. Yes, we're talking about that, but it's under something. God's calling us under something. What we've got to get is a revelation. So what you need to do, if you're, you're reserved and you're timid about what God's doing, jump in it because God's going to use you. You have a calling on your life. He wants to use you. But see, it takes the Spirit of God. It takes the Holy Spirit to do this. I don't have no natural tendency to want to help anybody. You know, my natural tendency is to slap them. I mean, the Lord's been talking to me about, hey, you know what? I don't talk to people like you do. I mean, you just don't, don't know this, baby. I don't talk to people. You better know how to talk to people the way I talk to them. You want to go fuss at them. That's your first response. They don't do right. Just go fuss at them. He said, I don't do that. I don't fuss at people as a first response. I love them. I bless them. I fear. I'm thinking, Lord, that ain't me. Oh, no, it ain't you. <laughs> you know? But it's me. And the Father wants us to have his heart. The Father wants us to have his heart. And he's releasing his heart. To the, so we can turn to each other, turn to, to, to speak life to each other, to speak love to each other, to speak, you know, Christ to each other. And then we will turn to the world. And we'll speak that to the world. And God wants to do that. He really does want to do it. So he'll put an urge in you. And then he'll start talking to you about your tongue. See, we think our tongue's right. I, well, I ain't cussing, Lord. I might be thinking cuss words sometimes, but I ain't cussing. 
You know? I know y'all do too. Don't act religious on me now. now. Hit your finger with a hammer and see what you do. You see what kind of thought. Oh, nah, that ain't Christ. That's me. That, Je- that ain't Jesus. That's Byron. I need to cast those thoughts away. That's why Paul said, take every thought cat. They bad thoughts come in your mind. Did you know this? Many thoughts that you have are not really your thoughts originally. Satan throws a thought at you. And when it comes in there, you can say, uh, take that thought captain. That's not the Lord. You see what I'm saying? And then there's other thoughts. I want to help people. That's not my thought. That's the Holy Spirit's thought. You don't take that thought. You give, oh yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. You see what I'm saying? You start agreeing with his thoughts. Yeah, that's the thoughts of Christ. You see what I'm saying? God wants to help people. That sounds real profound, doesn't it? He don't want to just bring people to church. He wants to help people. He wants to change people. He wants to turn the world around. He loves people. He loves the world. God, for God so loved the world. That's what it says. He loved them. He's not talking about the physical world in the sense. He's talking about these human beings on this planet. And we're called, we have been ordained to help them. So allow the Holy Spirit to put that in you. However it comes, whatever it is, you know, whatever your situation, allow these urges, allow these feelings to come, and they're Him. And begin to pray, and, well, how am I going to help feed children? Well, what am I supposed to do? You know, tell me. You, you've got a strategy. You've got a plan. Well, we're going to... He's going to give that plan because it's His plan. And He'll work it out. All right. Let me read John 14, 28 just, just so you get this one. All right. It says, um, it says that's Becky's phone. <laughs> it says, you have heard me tell you this again. This is, this is Message Bible. I hear that phone ring all the time. You have heard me tell you I'm going away and I'm coming back. If you love me, you would be glad that I'm on my way to the Father because the Father is the goal and purpose of my life. Isn't that wonderful? The goal and purpose of my life. And that's what God wants. He wants the Father, the Father's house, God's plan of salvation to be the goal and purpose of our lives. That's really what He wants. That's really what He's looking for. That the Father, the Father in heaven, and when we say, Father, you're the goal and purpose of my life, He'll say, great. Those hungry children. That's what I want to do, Byron. So if I'm the golden purpose, I'll find a way. I'll show you a way. Are you willing to feed kids that are starving to death? You hear what I'm saying? Or for you, the golden, Lord, you're my golden purpose. Well, you're that next door neighbor who's such a jerk. That person is contemplating killing themselves right this minute. Find a way to reach them. You know? You see what I'm saying? It's, that's what revival is. That's how God's going to use us. That's what He's going to He's going to get us on fire and we won't be stopped because you can't stop a fire of God. All right, now the second thing is, and I'll end on this. Well, well, let me just tell you this. This is really important. Steward, being a steward. Okay, the Bible talks about being steward. We talk about stewardship with our money. But being a steward in a house... Stewards are like maids and butlers and, and cooks and cleaners and, and gardeners and people like that. God was telling me, you're like, you need to learn how to be a steward in my house. Okay? In other words, you, somebody needs to be at the door when somebody comes in to welcome them into my house. Now, that's what I'm talking about, not just flopping around with your life and thinking, oh, God's going to bless me, or just focus on your needs. 
letting God put it in your heart to learn how to be a steward. That's what the river of God is doing. One thing, He's got us in the school of being stewards. Steward His presence. Take care of His presence. That's what He's saying. Barry, get up and take care of my presence. Because I've told you, you are supposed to take care of my presence. And if you don't, it'll just fall up. It'll come loose and things that I want to do wouldn't happen. And you're all stuck on yourself and what, you, what I'm doing with you right now. Get up! Get down so you can get up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when he says, this is what you need to do, go do it. You come get touched in church, and the Lord says, get up and go out there to your neighbors. Get, whatever, his, whatever it is. Whatever it is. All right, the last thing I wanted to tell you. Are y'all good? John 14, 13 through 14. See, I'm really enjoying what the Lord's doing, and, but I appreciate what the Lord's saying. He's bringing us to a new place in the river. God's going to do new stuff. And the Holy Spirit's not who we thought He was. He's different than what we thought. We thought we knew about the Holy Spirit. He, we don't know nothing. We need to accept it. We don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. Matthew and I was talking with this pastor who was going to preach about the Holy Spirit. And he said, I don't even know where to start. This guy did. And I'm thinking, well, as a pastor, you ought to. But then I got to think, oh, heck, probably he's in a good place. He wants to talk about the Holy Spirit. He said, I don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. He was honest. We need to get honest. Lord, what we think, we know we don't know. And what, half of what we think is probably wrong. We need to get you to tell us what's right again in a fresh way. Because the Holy Spirit wants to move. The Holy Spirit wants to, to, to immerse us in His presence. The Holy Spirit wants to empower you and I and equip us to do the work of Christ. He wants to. All right, John 14, 13 through 14. And it says, this is about prayer. This is the great prayer, man. You want to get this. Is, I love the way the Message Bible says this. It says, from now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am, along the lines of who Christ is, and what I'm doing. Now, that's what he's talking about there. Who I am, what I'm doing, what's he doing? God has a plan of salvation for the earth. So he's saying, when you make a request to him along those lines, okay, I'll do it. That's Jesus. I'll do it. If you commit yourself to the Father's house, if you commit yourself to the Father's plan of salvation, he says, when you ask based on who I am and based on what you believe I've called you to do, I will do what you ask me to do. If you say, Lord, we need $50,000 to feed 50,000 kids, okay? Because that's what you're doing. You're feeding children. He says, I'll do it. Now, we could say, Lord, I need $50,000 to buy me a couple new cars. He's probably saying, I don't think so. I'm I'm buying you no new cars, you know? But I am going to give you some money to feed children. You hear what I'm saying? I will give give what it takes to do what I've asked you to do because it's his responsibility. It's his work. Remember, we're like maids and cooks and gardeners in the house. He owns the house. It's his house. We're working in his house. He's responsible for taking care of the house He's in, in terms of making sure there's provision in the house, making sure there's food in the house, making sure things are provided for. If I'm a gardener, I'm going to work for the Father's house, I'm expecting Him to provide rakes and hose pipes and stuff. I don't suppose to provide those things. He's, it's His, not mine. Provide it, Lord. You want me to, to rake your garden? Where's my rake? Give me my rake. You see what I'm saying? And He'll do it. Jesus said, I'll do it. 
That's how the Father will be seen for who He is in the Son. He wants to be seen as the Father. The Father takes care of the homes. Supposedly, you may live in a home where the Father didn't, but that's really the way God designed it to be. And, but God tell you one thing, our Heavenly Father takes care of His home. It's His house. He's saying, hey, what do you think you're going to take care of my house for me? Who do you think you are? Let me take care of my house. That's how the Father will be seen for who He is in the Son. And Jesus said, I mean it. I mean what I'm saying. I mean it. The Father will answer our prayers like that. So we need to ask the Lord, show us how to pray like this. Because when I read it, I thought, wow, this is how I want to kick in and learn how to pray in those terms. And the Lord will take care of your personal needs. If you need a car or whatever, you know, all that stuff, God will do that. He's very interested in your personal needs. But I will say this. There's no guarantee from Jesus that he's going to do that as far as buying you a new car. He might say, well, you don't need a car. You need a bicycle. You know, I'll get you a bicycle. <laughs> Lord, I want a new car. Well, hey, there's a 1948 car. Well, that would be... Yeah, I know. Or 1988 Buick Century with ragged seats. That's what you're getting. Now, I ain't saying God ain't, doesn't give people a car. You understand what I'm trying to say to you? God really wants to do this. Amen? Everybody say amen. amen. Here's the bottom line. Do you believe our nation needs help? Yeah. Has God come to you and said, I, I want you to help? Do you want to help people? Well, how many people need God to help you help people? You understand what I'm saying? Human compassion alone is not enough. Human ability is not enough. In fact, I would be so crazy as to say great music is not going to help much of anybody. Okay? Even, even good people that can talk well. It's not going to help anybody. I'm talking about real lasting help, real spiritual awakening revival in our nation. Okay, so what Byron ta is talking about today is he's saying, come to the river and receive the helper. Let the Spirit of God, Jesus said he's the helper, let him come and fill you so that you can go out there and pour out and help others. Amen? So that's the invitation today. Okay, get full so that you can pour out. You can't pour out if you're not full. Amen? The Bible says continually be filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we have uh, the Lord's Supper up here. We're going to receive communion this morning. So what I invite you to do is come and partake. Do this in remembrance of Him. Okay, and as you do that, we'll have, uh, we want, need our ministry team folks to come up here. Just line up all the way to the wall, ministry team folks. And uh, I just invite you to let the Holy Spirit touch you. Now, I'll say this. If you need physical healing this morning, tell this ministry team person what, you're, what you need, where you're sick or whatever the problem is, and the Lord's going to heal you this morning. Okay? The Lord's going to touch you as well. That's Sozo, right, Byron? Sozo. All right. Thank you, Lord. Come on up. Receive communion. These boys here are here to serve you and these folks over here as well.